The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Now, a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. Disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Judeans were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Judeans had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died but even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. 
When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Judeans who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Judeans who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Judeans said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Many of the Judeans, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Mortal, can these bones live? It is like that sometimes when we get up in the morning, is it not? Mortal, can these bones live? But the reading today from Ezekiel, as well as the gospel, take us deep into that question. Deeper than most of us care or dare to go. Ezekiel is writing and prophesying to a people who have been plucked up from their homeland and taken violently into exile. 
The question he hears in this vision, the question from God, is not an idle question. It is a question about a people who have been worse than killed, it seems. They have been plucked out of their homeland. They have been taken away from the source of their identity. And they have been taken far away into a land where they are oppressed and they do not know if they will survive to the next generation. So Ezekiel is confronted with this question that comes from God at a time when it seems that all hope is lost. Everything is beyond hope. Mortal, can these bones live? That same kind of beyond hope is so evident in this beautiful and familiar passage from John's Gospel, the capstone story for the cycle of stories from John we have been hearing this Lent. This is the final story and the greatest sign that Jesus offers before he goes into Jerusalem to face his passion and death. And there is this sense of foreboding that begins right at the outset where Lazarus is taken ill and Mary and Martha send for Jesus and Jesus hesitates. John doesn't quite tell us why he theologizes it a little bit by saying, this way God's glory will most fully be shown. But there also is this sense of warning that Jesus knows and his disciples know that if he returns to Judea from Galilee, there are people there who are waiting to kill him. And it's in the back of everyone's head, so much so that Thomas says, let us go with him when he finally decides to go, that we may die with him. Thomas was always good at calling a spade a spade. By the time Jesus arrives in Bethany, Mary and Martha, it seems, are already beyond One of the fascinating things about this text is this is the first time that Mary and Martha are mentioned in John's Gospel, and the author seems to assume we know about their story already. It's later that Mary will come and anoint Jesus' feet in John's text. We have this sense, then, that Mary and Martha have been present for Jesus in many ways, and if we go back to the synoptic tradition about them, the tradition found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we know that Mary and Martha have been close intimates 
And if you remember that scene, it is Mary who comes and sits at Jesus' feet, and Martha who is back in the kitchen working, much to her annoyance. But in this story, Mary, the one who was faithful, is so distraught that Jesus did not come and save her brother from illness that she stays home. In fact, in their cultural location, Jesus has dishonored the family by not coming when they requested his presence. A good friend would have come right away at the request of others to be close to someone who was near death. And certainly he would have come for the burial. So Jesus is profoundly late. Too late to save Lazarus. Too late even to honor his sisters. And so when Martha comes out to meet Jesus, she does not come out with enormous kindness. She comes out to confront him. Beyond the story of Jesus in this gospel is the story of Mary and Martha. And Martha, despite being upset beyond words, because now she and her sister are unmoored, they have no anchor with the loss of their brother, she sees Jesus and she articulates and asserts her faith. She says, in essence, whatever you ask of God, I trust will be done. Mortal, can these bones live? John doesn't stop there, but drives the point home even further by telling us that Lazarus has been dead for four days. In the tradition of his day, it was thought that the spirit of the departed lingered near the body for three days and then left. So after four days, if there was any hope at all, it is gone. You could say that Lazarus' bones are dry. Besides, there is a smell, as you might expect. Yet Martha goes and she rallies her sister Mary to come out and meet Jesus. And Mary, who always seems to be the most heartfelt of the two, goes to the two and meets him there in the sight of witnesses. And it is like Ezekiel's vision. The dead 
dead dead, beyond dead, are called back to life, to new life. It is that foretaste, of course, of Easter, but it is also that reminder to us that faith and hope, even hope in the resurrection, is not something that we claim logically or simply assent to intellectually. It is something we reach for in those hopeless and darkest and deepest and deadest places of our lives because we choose to, as Martha and Mary chose. And this may be the last lesson of Lent before we begin Holy Week. And that is to remind us that in the darkest and deadest places of our lives, where God asks us, can these bones live? We can choose to turn that question back to God in Christ, as Ezekiel does as Mary and Martha both do. We can turn these deadest places of our lives back over to the hands of the living God. The God who is the great I am. The source of all. Our challenge is to do that, to relinquish all control, and to take Jesus as Mary took Jesus to those tombs of our lives where the body stinks, where all hope is gone. And if we choose to do that, we risk a miracle. We risk resurrection. We risk new life. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.